Good morning from Jeffrey Specialist Sales. Good morning, Mark Haddon from Consumer. Staples outperformed yesterday, perhaps with contemplation that this recovery trade isn't as easy and obvious as people thought. We remain skittish. Couple of things to add. First, a note from Monday about the market debate in beverages. Sentiment in spirits is overwhelmingly positive and our cautious stance remains wildly anti-consensual. Second, another good note on beverage estimates, where consensus expects the majority of beverage companies to be back at fiscal 19 levels by next year, feels unlikely to us. Third, on Nielsen, the two-week print in the US has food strength sustained up 20%, with Danon encouragingly strong. Mass beauty's down double digit, with makeup down 35%. Fourth, even the Ever bullish L'Oreal have had to walk back their positive stance to a more realistic case with a cut to the CEO's bonus, a flat dividend, and a cancelled share buyback. And finally, in travel retail, Defree down 94% in April. Hi, it's Alex Turner on the discretionary stocks. Ferragamo reported Q1 last night. As expected, the detail released was very poor. We had negative margin and significant cash burn. We think Q2 will be even worse, though, and given the valuation here, happy to maintain our underperform. Flavio also published on Montclair, post his recent virtual roadshow with them. There was little visibility discussed, but we note the company is willing to take an H1 hit to drive a cleaner H2 recovery, which is in line with our expectations. Montclair is our key buy for a second-half Asia-Pac recovery. There's a note also out from Steph on travel retail sector, post the dire numbers out from Dufree yesterday. Today we hear from Geronimo, Maison du Monde and Todds, and we also have data out from the BRC. Bonjour, this is Bruna from Industrials. Spirox Sarco trading update just came out and company held up relatively well, but expects Q2 and Q3 will be the worst downturn. It is keeping the dividend, the guide roughly in line with IP forecast, so minus 6-7% for the year. The stock is too expensive, so is this good enough? I'm not sure. Elsewhere, Covea is pulling out of buying out partnery from Exor, an MOU that was announced earlier this year. Uh, board said that the outlook for partnery is positive and is not expected to be significantly affected by COVID-19, so it felt the terms inferior to those established in the MOU failed to reflect the value of the company. Seems John Alcon is going to fight hard for his dividend from FCA. This will likely have a negative effect on the shares today. Volvo proposed to scrap 2019 dividend and said no plans to do share buybacks. After close today is Pirelli results. Good morning from Mark Hoffler in Resources. Starting in Energy, Premier Oil is likely in focus today after their trading update. Generally reads quite well, however, uh, tweaking down the production guide for 2020 uh, does put some pressure on their mid-year covenant uh, renewals. Uh, and actually, that balance sheet is already quite strained, uh, so it could be a risk uh, to the company and the share price today even if uh, the broader strategy and engagement around trying to renegotiate the deals with BP uh, is moving forward. Um, also thinking a little bit about MSCI rebalancing at the end of this month, uh, that could be a large negative for Centrica, uh, but it could actually be a large positive near term for Anglo-American. And then finally, in the material space, just to flag, uh, there is a research piece out today from Crystal Femina flagging uh, the strong positioning of Rio Tinto, uh, and uh, more focus still in European steels after the metal placing yesterday. Good morning, it's William Bevington from Jeffrey's TMT Special Sales. So first of all, on the telecom side, we've got some great corporate access opportunities coming up from Liberty, 
Stelnex, Orange and Sunrise management teams. Look out for an email later today from me highlighting full details. Next on the tech side, we've got Amadeus and Nexi, both reiterated by recommendations post Q1 results. Amadeus specifically, we are reducing our share price target from 60 euros to 54. Whilst we wait for the recovery, the company remains well positioned and continues to invest in its own business. Nexi, of course, similarly well positioned in the Italian market and remains a buy recommendation as well. And then thirdly and finally, Drillish and United Internet both hold recommendations from us. The outlook for both companies, broadly stable revenues and EBITDA has been reiterated. Drillish revenues are almost 3% better than consensus, EBITDA 1.5% below, and United Internet revenues 1.5% better and EBITDA 0.2% below. Morning from healthcare. People will be focusing on ASCO abstracts out uh, later this evening. Uh, Wellford has a note out flagging the most important uh, catalysts in terms of uh, pharma and biotech names in Europe. Uh, Alcon out uh, with results uh, slightly better than expected, uh, although guidance has been pulled. Uh, our sense is people were positioned uh, net short into this event, so we'll see what the reaction is uh, on that. And we continue to get incoming from investors trying to build market models on the potential for antibody testing for diagnostics companies. It's the reason the likes of Lab and Quest are flat through the crisis and Biomayer, Diasorin and Eurofans up materially. Uh, if you want to look for an opportunity uh, for a company that hasn't reacted that way, maybe have a look at uh, Medicover. 50% of that business is diagnostics. And whilst the CEO does warn of an impact to the core business, perhaps that plays out uh, later this year, early next year. Thank you. Morning from Jeffrey's Financial Specialist Sales. Couple of earnings on the tape. First thing from Avian Amro and Commerce Bank, two names which have been under quite significant pressure and trading at uh, pretty de minimis. Uh, discounts to book value of about 1.15 to 0.2 of book at the moment. Um, both have actually put up reasonably strong pre-provision performances and offered uh, pre-resilient guidance for the rest of the year on net interest income and fees. But obviously impairments uh, take a big chunk out of our So both report, uh, both operating in net losses uh, for the quarter. Um, but the guidance points for the full year around revenues, around cost control, around capital, and even on their uh, cost of risk, um, are relatively resilient. Uh, we still don't think these are the stocks to buy. I think KBC, which reports tomorrow, really should be top of the list. We're looking for underlying pre-prop growth approaching 4%, very strong capital, very strong credit.